Well, we are live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. We are excited tonight to have a softball takeover as we get to know our softball coaching staff. Our softball team already more than two weeks into the season. They have boasted a Power 5 win against Purdue out of the Big Ten, a win over Charlotte, plus taking down Delaware and ETSU a couple of times. We'll talk about this a fantastic start to the back-to-back defending Big South Conference champions. This weekend, we are glad to have the team back home. Our softball team hosting the Camel Stampede Tournament, highlighted by games with the Duke Blue Devils. Duke will be playing in Bowie's Creek this Friday and Sunday. In between, they'll also be taking on Wagner and Ryder and Ohio. And to tell us about what is happening in the future, what has happened in the past, and what is happening now, we are happy to be joined by the first-year head coach of the Fighting Camels, Trina Prater, in her first year here with the Camels. Of course, we'll talk about your long coaching history before that. But first off, Coach, what have you liked about this start that your team has gotten off to so far this year? I'm just proud of us for competing um, against every opponent that we're facing. We've been in every single game um, that we've played so far. The only one that we kind of let get away from us was the Miami game, Miami of Ohio. Other than that, we've had opportunities to win every single game that we've played. Um, and that's just that, you know, the first night, taking two and then going 12 innings against a great Charlotte team. Um, that just kind of showed us what our identity of the team was going to be for the rest of the season. And we just continue to grow and grow every day. I mean, when you think back to that night playing a tough Charlotte team at their place, going 12 innings, your second game of the day, that took a lot of grit, didn't it? It did. It did. And that's what our kids um, are made of. And that's what we try to prepare them for in the fall and leading up to this preseason workouts. Coach Hill um, created a great offseason workout plan for them over the break so that they can come back and be prepared. And Aaron had the pitchers um, going every day with um, different things so that we were ready for that moment. Um, when we come back, we have a conditioning test that kind of gets us prepared. And this is why sometimes they wonder, why are we running? We play softball. We run 60 feet turn left. Well, it's because there's these 12 inning games and then you play a seven inning game before that. So we're playing 19 innings. If we're not conditioned. We can't compete at the level that we did this past uh, weekend another grueling tournament playing so many games in so many days you not only are in great shape physically you got to be there mentally don't you how do you all get through it not only with your student athletes but as a coaching staff Jesus it's a lot of <laughs> prayer it's a lot of prayer yeah you know we're built for this we all were elite athletes so we kind of know what our girls are going through and we know when to push and we know when to pull back and we know when to pray. So um, all of the above is what helps you get through a season with the ups and downs. Uh, there's no secret formula because each year is different. You guys are very awesome, too, because coming in here after a, a, another grueling weekend, you just got back uh, around midnight from uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Tell me how this past weekend went for you all. It was good. It was good. Again, every preseason tournament, every game is a lesson to prepare us um, for our final exam, which is the Big South, and then ultimately the Big South Tournament, which will trampoline you into the postseason. But um, we started off strong. For some reason, we can win on Saturday. Um, we took two <laughs> on Saturday, and we're still trying to figure out how to get it done on Sunday. But we played a, a great Western Kentucky team who's um, a postseason opponent that, you know, <clears throat> We came up short with people in uh, scoring position um, a couple of times there, and we lost three to nothing. 
And then we uh, played our hearts out against South Carolina for the second time, right? Our first game against them, um, we lost eight to nine. Um, and then we made some uh, adjustments this last game and lost two to one. But, you know, kudos to Coach Arvalo, who you'll talk to soon. Like, she's been coaching her butt off, calling great games um, for Bella, Kayla, and uh, Jamie. And then we also have Maddie G in the circle. So our pitching staff, our defense, our offense is competing at a high level. Um, and I'm just excited for where we're going to go, you know, particularly this uh, upcoming weekend. We're going to have our hands full with Duke, as you mentioned, coming to town, and I'm excited to take them on on our home turf. Yeah, you have been unbelievably competitive uh, two times against South Carolina out of the SEC. You got a Power 5 win. In your home debut, number one to get Purdue to come down here is a feat in itself, <laughs> but then uh, – you weren't very welcoming to them as it was a game that you led wire to wire. Well, what did that mean to you and the team? I thought we gave them a good Bowie's Creek welcome, uh, <laughs> just like baseball kind of did with Rutgers. <laughs> no, um, I was just proud of our girls to um, come out and compete. Like, we're good. Like, we're very, very good. What Sharonda McDonald done with this program in four years, and, you know, she's, with her passing the torch off to me, I'm thankful. And we're not skipping a beat. We're picking up where um, they left off and putting our own twist in it. And our girls are picking up on our grit and our grind, and we're not scared of anybody. That's our mentality. And it's, you know, 21 outs. We're playing seven innings with whoever, going toe-to-toe, -to -toe, and we're ready to fight. Like, we really are taking on that mentality of we are fighting camels and on any given day, right? Those that may not be f familiar with you and your past and, and this program, a lot of people hit me up, and they were like, hey, that went against Purdue. Oh, my gosh. And I said, I swear to you, when I talked – to coach, to get up to date for the broadcast and everything. She, I said, how was Purdue? And you said, you know, they're pretty good, but we should beat them. And I knew it wasn't coach speak. I knew it wasn't just trying to keep positive for it. You truly believed it. You went out and beat them. And after the game, you were very happy. You were happy, but your girls, you as well, you weren't, you know, having a Gatorade bath or anything like that. You came in expecting to win, and you beat a team and paid no attention to the name on their jersey. I think that says something too, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, we teach our girls, like, it's 21 outs. It's going to come down to who's going to make the plays and who's going to get the timely hits. When we lose games this season, like we have, it's because we didn't do our job. It's not that we just outright got beat. That's been one time we just out Miami, Ohio, they just, they just played. Um, they kicked our butts. And then sometimes you have to tip your tat to the other team. But when we lace them up and we get out there, we think we're going to be able to win every single game. And that's the mentality you have to have in order to be an elite pro, you know, be an elite program. Um, you have been here since July, of course, uh, just getting on the competition field for quote unquote real here in the spring. You played a bunch in, in the fall. You have really embraced this place and, and Campbell's culture and that. W what do you like about Campbell and, and Bowie's Creek as a place? It's just cool. It's like the down-home um, small community that everybody knows everybody. It's like it takes a village to raise a kid. Um, everybody's there. Like Dr. Hammond was out at our game um, against Purdue. So I've never had a provost at my game before at any other school that I've been at. So it's like people care. People come out. You know, um, Dr. Creed is very personable. Um, he's visible on campus, so I, I haven't had that. So just the little things, I'm very big on family. I'm close to my family. I come from a huge family, and that's kind of how we run our program. Um, you know, I have my son, Deuce. Coach Arvalo has her baby, um, Jackson, and they're around. And so we really, the girls are their, like, bonus sisters that are going to embrace them and help them grow up. And 
and mold them into potentially, you know, future camels as well themselves. But I just, I just love um, the support that I have from Hannah down to Miss Wanda. Um, and, you know, even yourself always around and giving words of encouragement. Our buses drive by and you're out there surprising us out there on the side of the street, you know, opening weekend. It's like those little things mean a lot to our girls. Um, and we're just trying to, um, you know, push them to the next level. Tell me a little bit about uh, about Deuce and uh, how is he adjusting to life in uh, in Bowie's Creek, your son? Yeah, he's good. He's living his best life. He's three going on 13. <laughs> um, he'll be four in April. Um, now, he adapted well. He's, you know, at a daycare close by, and um, he's, he's loving North Carolina. There's no snow, so we're not making snowmen this winter, <laughs> so I think he, he's good. That's right. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about your path from the, uh, from the great Midwest north from Iowa down here, but we're going to go all the way back. I don't know if I prepared you for the uh, this is your life part of, of this interview, <laughs> but since it's your first time up here, we're going we're gonna to get it all going way, way back. Kay. How did you fall in love with this great game of softball? I think softball chose me. I loved basketball. I was a basketball really? rat. My dad played basketball. I was always there with him. Um, if I could dribble with my left hand, I would have been a basketball point guard, but <laughs> I didn't quite have the handles to go to the next level. And I was a pitcher and a shortstop my whole life. And I was just naturally blessed with talent um, and could throw hard. I threw about 65, didn't know where I was going half of the time, but I got <laughs> strikeouts. I was effectively wild. Um, and I was athletic and fast. So um, when I was a freshman in high school, I had to choose basketball or softball. I tried to play AAU basketball and travel ball, and it just didn't work out. And then mom said, hey, you've got to pick one. I said, all right, let's go with softball. And the rest is history, really. The rest is history. You end up at uh, LSU. Mm -hmm. What brought you down there to Cajun land? That visit, that was a special visit for me. Um, I know, like they always say, you go on one visit. Like I actually went to Georgia on a visit. I was like, yeah, this is Georgia. I like it. Then I went to Michigan State. I was like, ooh, I love Jackie Joseph, but the team's not that good. <laughs> then I went um, to Colorado State just because I was from Colorado, and I was like, okay, this is cool, but I want to get away from my parents. I'm my only child. <laughs> and then Baton Rouge, I just went down there in the bayou. It was different. Um, they were good. I wouldn't have been, like, the best player on the team. I remember watching them doing BP, and it was like every other swing was a home run. I was like, dang, <laughs> these <laughs> girls can play. And so it was just wanting to go somewhere where it was going to make me better and make me more competitive. Like growing up, I was always one of the best people on the team. So um, yeah, that's really what drew me down there. It was different and I wanted to play with elite players. Uh, you were one of the most elite of the elite players at, at, at LSU where you were an All-American SEC Player of the Year, two-time All-American SEC Player of the Year. Softball in the SEC. Mm -hmm. Some might not understand it. Tell us about softball in the SEC, and I know we'll be able to say that with uh, one other members of your staff, too, <laughs> so she'll have her stories from her side. But tell me about, about softball at LSU in that great, great softball conference. Yeah, even way back then, so now it's looking back. It's like 25 years ago. Like, I feel old <laughs> now that I go back. Um, but it was just competitive, just like it is now. Like, every – game is like a postseason game it was back then it was just like us battling with Alabama back and forth every like SEC tournament championship was us against Bama us against Bama us against Bama um, but it was just it was fun 
you know, it wasn't the SEC wasn't. I don't know if they were like the SEC is now, where yeah. like everybody goes to regionals. Um, but they've always been one of the most competitive conferences outside of the Pac-12 back even way back then. So, um, just a great experience. I think LSU playing in the SEC, the fan support is what yeah. separates the experience. Like they tailgated for softball games back then. They were having crawfish boils, <laughs> um, you know, before our games and things like that. Those are the memories that I have, and the people who supported us and brought us meals and were there after you know, giving autographs to little girls and all that. So that's what made my experience down here, there, I think, uh, most unique. Um, a unique experience indeed. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into what the heck made you want to be a coach and talk about <laughs> all your fantastic <laughs> coaching uh, stops. That's uh, coming up next. This is Camel Call Live from downtown Lillington. We're at the county seat. Welcome back live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. We've got a softball takeover today as we are getting set for the Camel Stampede. Campbell will take on Duke both Friday and Sunday. Uh, three more games in between. Admission is free, and we would uh, love to see you at Amanda Littlejohn Stadium. Coach Prater has been so great. She got off the road literally two hours ago, and here she is uh, <laughs> with her wonderful staff that is uh, joining us here at the, at the county seat. Okay, so we went through your fantastic playing career at one of the best places to play softball or athletics, period, in, in LSU. Mm -hmm. After that, tell me how your path leads you into coaching this great game. I got you. So right after I finished playing, I actually stayed in my fifth year and was a student coach under Yvette Gerard. And I think I learned a lot under her um, that gave me the itch to transition into coaching. I went into being an assistant coach at George Washington University. I coached with a teammate there um, and then didn't have a great experience and so decided to get out and go play pro ball for a couple of years. Tell me about pro ball a little bit. I was going to get into that, but this is a good time in the story. Uh, uh, unfortunately, it's not your only job you can do um, for it, but my goodness, what is it like playing against the elite of the elite? Yeah, it's awesome because, you you know, you kind of bring everybody from everywhere, the Olympians and then all of the top All-Americans and the top people in the country are playing against each other, and then it's just softball only. So that experience and the fan support and the little girls – like it's just for me, just in my career in general, it's about who am I impacting and who am I paving the way for. So to see like so many people that I knew back then and see where they are now, kind of kind of makes my heart happy um, that I'm you know living in my purpose. Um, so yeah, the pro league it, it's awesome. It's sad that it, it didn't last, or it's always been like trying to figure yeah. it out, kind of like the WMB, WNBA kind of went through their transition of things. And hopefully at some point in my lifetime, I hope they get stabilized. You know, there's different things right now um, that they have um, for women. But 
I played for seven years, so to think, wow, like yeah. Megan Hill, if she had seven years of being a professional or ten years, like what would she look like after the career that she had at Southern Mississippi? You know, the the just the platforms, like how many other Kelly Crutchmans could there be? Kelly Crutchman played yeah. till she was forty. That was my goal, and then I became a head coach all of a sudden, and then I was like, all right, gotta hang it up. You know, you worked your way up as an assistant, uh, played pro, and then you took over. As head coach at Hampton, you led the Pirates to a conference title and an NCAA berth. What was special uh, about that place and, and what you did to turn that program around? Yeah, that was – I went through it the first couple of years. Like, I've had some really good years, and I've had some really bad years um, as a head coach too as well. But it's about um, figuring it out and getting your recruits in and getting them to buy into your system. But Hampton was a very, very special place because it was my first – Kind of like some people, maybe your first child is your favorite. Um, <laughs> they, you know, the the community, and that's why I like Bowie's Creek is it's similar. Like Hampton's unique. It's private. It's small. Everybody buys into athletics. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody. Dr. Harvey was very invested in athletics and supported me. Um, I was actually the first coach to coach in their stadium that they built there. Um, so it was just unique. But I had a group of girls who bought in. It would go run through a wall for me, and that's what you know they did on a daily basis there, and they were able to to do something great and be a first and etch their you know names and history there for that program. You went from Hampton to another not softball hotbed and one in Buffalo. First of all, lake effect snow. <laughs> yes, that's a thing, right? <laughs> it's <a> real. <laughs> it is real, and we had a similar lake effect snow like they went through this winter. Um, there as well but that group as well they were hungry I had a team of seniors that was a senior-led team like here right now we're very young and so they're just you know like clay in our hands we're molding them into what we want but there I had a group of seniors my whole infield was a senior at a starting pitcher that was a senior my center fielder was a senior they were just tired of losing yeah and they were like whatever like yes let's go we're ready for something new and they fought and they clawed and Again, that was a group who just bought in, and they were hungry and athletic and, and loved the game. We have talked before. Uh, you took a, uh, a, a life balance step and were assisted some very big programs, UCF. Then you mm -hmm. went up to Iowa. What were those experiences like uh, going back into the assistant role at some, at some big-time university? Yeah, it was, we were, we, I'd been in Buffalo for four years, and then I got a call um, from Brandy Stewart, who was at SWA at UCF. She's like, hey, like, don't hang up on me, but are you <laughs> interested in maybe being an assistant down here? Mind you, the AD, Danny White, who was at UCF at the time, was the same AD that hired me at Buffalo. So I was like, okay. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, Brandy Stewart, who was at SWA, was a teammate of mine on my first pro team that I played on um, as well in Akron. So there was a lot of connections. I had known of Renee because um, I had multiple friends who had been her assistant before and UCF, right? They were um, a national program that yeah. people know about. And she had been there. She built the program. She was there for 18 years. So for me, I'm like, okay, Buffalo, snow, Orlando, Florida, Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. She's been there 18 years. She's never leaving. Let's go. Yeah. Um, and so just because of the relationship piece that I had with administration and um, kind of the quality of life change from Lake Effect Snow to the beaches, I, I took, took a chance. And uh, my husband and I moved down there. We had just been married a month, actually, when I got the call. And we went down there and... 11 months later, she got the call from Iowa. 
And you uh, go to Iowa, uh, Big Ten softball as well. How was it being in that league? It was good. It was a great experience to see why the Power Five is so successful because of the resources they have. Yeah. Really, they have more, and it's really about can you get the right kids because you have all the resources to win, all the technology, all the, you know, from the strength coaches to the nutritionists to the mental health. Like, they pretty much have everything there um, to support the whole student athlete. So um, I, I loved it, and that's another uh, university who takes care of their own. Um, and the Hawkeye Nation, it, it's a real thing, like being – at the University of Iowa, living in Iowa, it's like a cult. Like everybody in that state, yeah. you're either a <laughs> Hawkeye or you're a Cyclone yeah. fan. And the majority <laughs> are Hawkeye fans. So yep. it, it was a special experience for those four years. And I'm, I'm thankful for it. And the five years as an assistant to associate head coach prepared me to be a better head coach for my assistant coaches. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you. What makes you want to jump back into head coaching at a, at a non-Power 5 school? It's really about I like to win. I want to be somewhere where I can win and I'm supported. Um, and that's the feeling that I got on my interview and with Coach Show being here before and being able to give me the ins and outs of the program and the community. Um, that's what helped me really see, okay, I can, I can do that here. I'm really a big on energy and feeling and vibes. And when I came down, I was like, yeah, I, I, I can do this. They, I have the resources to hire a good staff. That was the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Um, financially, we were able to get quality coaches in, and, and that was the second piece of the puzzle um, for me, and I, I think I did a pretty good job. I would say so as well. We're going to talk to your uh, assistants uh, coming up in the second half hour of the show, but brag a little bit on your assistants. First, tell me, how did you land these two uh, talented assistance and and tell me a little bit about them yeah it was by the grace of god and who you know right this business is about who you know and i first thing i need to pitch and coach um and i was able actually coach show gave me aaron's name she told me she's like hey she's going to be potentially leaving somebody just got that head coaching job who does pitching so here's her number. I said, cool, I'm going to call her right now. And I called her, and I think I caught her at a wedding or something, and <laughs> she stepped out and took my call and then told me she was pregnant, and I was like, I don't care. I heard you're pretty good. <laughs> Let's talk more after the wedding. And then um, we talked. We talked multiple times. I, I think we talked about three or four times before I brought her in, and she was nervous if she would get a job being so pregnant, like six, seven months pregnant. And I was like, I just had a baby. Um, <laughs> two two years ago, so I get it, and I, I'm a firm believer that just because you have a child, you don't have to get out of this profession, but it takes head coaches out to support you, and Renee supported me through my um, pregnancy and delivery, and I actually had dues during the week after Big Ten started, and I was like, okay, good luck, girls, I'm going <laughs> on six weeks maternity leave, um, and that was that was tough, but yeah. she was supportive. And Erin coming in, and she had Jackson in August. I'm like, hey, we're going to figure it out. Um, did you have him in August? September. We started in August. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you know, it takes women to support women, and then hopefully, you know, we continue to grow the village. Um, and then Coach Hill came. Sorry. Yeah. Um, 
So Aaron, Aaron was my first hire. We had to get her here very quickly. She's like, I have about one week window to fly. <laughs> I, I didn't even think Texas. about that. Yeah, oh my gosh. She was in Texas. She's like, <laughs> if we wait further than a week, I'm not going to be able to make it. So I was like, Miss Wanda, wow. I was in Iowa trying yeah. to get her here. I had to get here to meet her to do the interview. <laughs> it all worked out. All the stars aligned. I kept her here for two days because we went house hunting together with a realtor as well just to get the lay of the land. So... Um, I invested a lot in her. I was like, if she tells me no, this is not going to be good. And, um, she fell in love with it. I didn't know, like, her spouse was a country guy, too, and it kind of reminded them of where they had been in Indiana and different places. I was worried about it being too rural and too small, but it was perfect for them. Um, so I was excited when we got her. And then we went hunting for our hitting coach, and... Uh, that took us a while. We actually did quite a few interviews via phone, and we were um, targeting uh, a guy out of California who I knew well. And then um, here comes Coach Mahill's resume at the last minute, and she snuck in there, <laughs> and literally from probably five minutes into the conversation on our phone interview, we were texting each other, Aaron and I, like, this is it. She's it. Wow. This is the fit. And we waited for her. She had some other opportunities on the table, and we were waiting for her to decline those. We were praying and hoping um, <laughs> that she wouldn't like those places. And uh, ultimately, like I said, the stars aligned. And I think we have, we have a pretty dynamite staff I'm proud of. And our player development coach, Joe Mil Joy Milkowski, is also a big, big piece to our puzzle and our success for our students. It, it's amazing to me that you all didn't know each other um, mm -hmm. You know, last summer, uh, at the beginning at the beginning of last summer, you guys seem to have, have gelled so well. What, yeah. what makes the staff work? Yeah, it, it feels like we've known each other forever. And it was funny, like, literally the very first time Coach Hill was in the office with us with Aaron, like, they were joking each other and, like, teasing each other and doing this. I was like, do y'all know each other? And they were <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, they, we all have, like, mutual friends. Like, we've known each other through our friends or known of each other's career, but we've never hung out. We never really talked on the phone. We're not – we weren't friends, but now we're, like, BFFs for life. <laughs> all right. One more question before I let you go and we get these two, uh, two assistants up and, and start talking to them. Okay. Something I read in one of your bios somewhere. You were a part of the MLB All-Star Game festivities in St. Louis back in, what was that, 2009? Yes, sir. What did you do? Yeah, it was... Um, was that it was a celebrity kind of, softball game? It was a celebrity softball game. Come I on. It was kind of a big deal for a day. Um, no, that was something with a pro league. That was what MLB did yeah. usually um, partner with the MPF to bring two players in generally. It was yeah. the Olympians like Jenny Finch and Natasha Watley. Like they always got to go. And then um, my seventh year, finally, um, my owner of the Philadelphia Force uh, selected me from our team to be wow. our representative to go. So me and three other um, professional players got to go play in the celebrity game. So I was down there with Ozzie Smith. I was with Nelly. I was with Chingy. I was with um, um, Bobby Knight. He was on my team. That was kind of <laughs> oh, my, wow. like, me and Bobby. I'm standing taking pictures You're of Bobby Knight. You're kidding me. Wow. Yeah, so it was a very, very cool um, experience for me. And uh, I hung the cleats up after that. I was like, no, I'm in the celebrity game. I'm done. Wow. I'm retiring. So the celebrity game was <laughs> it for you, right? That was, my, that was it. There you go. That was it. You right. Bucket Bobby list Knight. complete. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for taking uh, 
you never have any free time, but a little bit of your free time <laughs> with us. Thank you so much. We will Absolutely. talk to your assistants coming up. Uh, I appreciate it, Coach. Absolutely, always. You will be able to see her and Campbell coming up this weekend as Duke comes into town, one of five games that will be played in the Campbell Stampede. GoCamels.com, your place to see more of it. We're talking more softball when we come back. We are live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. Welcome back to the county seat in downtown Lillington. You can listen to every broadcast live like you are now on GoCamels.com and the Varsity Sports app. If you miss us live, you can catch us on the Camel Call Live podcast. It drops every Tuesday on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and the other places you get your podcast. Campbell Softball, they are at UNC Greensboro this Wednesday, then back home for 14 of the next 15 games. Duke comes into town for two this weekend. They will be playing a total of 10 games over the next two weekends, back-to-back -back tournaments at Campbell. And we will bring in our softball assistant coach. She handles the pitchers. Aaron Aravalo is our guest right now. And first of all, Coach, thank you so much for coming in. Not only were you on the road all, all weekend, not only have you been on the road for the past two weekends, uh, we have bonded over the fact that we have little ones at home that make, uh, make jobs very interesting. Tell me about your little one and how is it just balancing uh, everything? Oh, Jackson, he's precious little boy. Um, time management. <laughs> Time management is key right now in trying to, you know, when he's in a good mood, uh, what I can get done. Um, when he's happy and he's playing or doing whatever and how I need to manage when he's fussy and, you know, trying to multitask and get everything done in a timely manner. So when I have these windows, it's, you know, I can... We get we get some real stuff done, but you know it's it's a challenge. I'm here for the challenge, and we're figuring it out. Yeah. Always figuring it out. Well, it's got to be so so great as uh, as Coach Prater talked about how she was supported, then supports everybody. As as I know, it takes a village to oh, help yes. with everything. So it's so great. It's got to be so great to have so much support. Yes, absolutely. From her and Coach Hill and uh, my parents, uh, Grandma and Grandpa have made the trip to <laughs> North Carolina from That's California awesome. to help watch and babysit him. So there is some breathing time and I don't have to stress about, you know, stuff at work. Like yeah. they, they're taking care of him. So we are very thankful for that right now. You talked about California, and that's where we will jump off of. When we go way back, California, of course, there's so much great softball play there. There are so many great softball division one teams there and everywhere in between california and athens georgia so how the heck did you get all the way across country to play in the sec um 
Well, initially my dream school was UCLA, and you know, probably every California kid, their dream school is UCLA. They're the powerhouse. Sue Inquis was the bomb. I mean, who wouldn't want to play for her when she was the head coach there? Um, and then obviously the recruiting process happens, and you know, you kind of see who has interest, who doesn't, or like where you're gonna fit. And I played most of like my high school like recruiting years in California, and then my last two I played for a travel team, like a top travel team in Arizona. So I started to get used to being away from home, and I liked being away from home. Um, and Georgia just happened to see me one of those recruiting tournaments, and then they kind of followed me the rest of the way. I had some smaller schools that were interested as well. Um, I wanted, I was just trying to, you know, see what was gonna fit best for me, and at that time, it was July one of your junior year um, when you could talk in person. Yeah. And so as a freshman, um, seeing my teammates do that, like my first big year of like gold travel ball, I was like, I want that experience. So I told a lot of these schools that I was waiting until that moment that like I wanted to experience that, and then after that, then, you know, I'd be able to make my decision. Yeah. And so, you know, going from California to Georgia isn't cheap. So I was waiting to take my official, official visit. Um, and I took that in September, I think, of my senior year, which was late. Yeah. And I stepped on campus. I already had a great relationship with um, Coach Harris and our pitching coach, who was Michelle Green at the time. Um, so once I got there and, like, got on campus, I had a feeling already that that's where I wanted to be. But then it was that feeling. I was like, okay, this is it. This is home. And then just the funny connection I make now is my, growing up, my dad's favorite um, group was the B-52s. Yes. And the B-52s are from Athens, Georgia. Athens, what a music city. Yes. Uh, B-52s, REM, I think, is yep. from there as well. Yes, they are. Wow, wow, how about that? I'm really dating myself <laughs> uh, as well that I knew exactly <laughs> what you were talking about. Okay, you go to Georgia in the SEC, and then you guy, you have a fantastic career when you're there. I think it's four Super Regionals and two trips to the College World yes, Series. Sir. Oh, my goodness. What was it like not only playing in the SEC, but playing at that level? Um, it was a learning curve for sure. Um, my freshman year coming in, I didn't see a lot of playing time. And, of course, when your name's called upon, you want to perform and do what you can. And... I didn't have a lot of action my freshman year. Um, and then I got called upon in a big game at the World Series when we were getting ready to be eliminated. As a freshman? Yes. Holy and cow. And came in. We lived to see another game. We forced an if necessary game. Wow. And yeah, it's just competitive. Everybody on that team, yeah. it was competitive lineups every single day when we would throw live. And then the other arms in the bullpen, like we were all just competing and, you know, trying to, you know, start that game or, you know. Yeah, uh, th that atmosphere, can, can you describe w what it's like being in that atmosphere, really at the pinnacle of the softball game? Um, I, it, you got to live, you, you live for the pressure moments. Yeah. You love that there's, you know. We have a huge fan base across the board in the SEC, and we did at that time because it was right as I feel like the SEC was starting to peak. Yeah, just starting to. Yes, yeah. so every 
it didn't matter where we were because either even when we were at home, um, we were drawing in huge crowds, and then we would get a little rowdy going to LSU <laughs> or to Bama. So really, it was a challenge everywhere. And you know, you're either gonna crumble or you're gonna rise to the top. And so it was. You were always learning whether you were successful or not. So, and then I feel like that helps you, of course, when you get to Oklahoma City, because you're kind of already used to being on that stage. Wow. So the SEC prepared you for that. And we'll talk a little bit about um, you were back to Oklahoma City, but you, you get done with a with an amazing career in the SEC at Georgia. And then you pursue the coaching life. What drew you to that? How did you get called? Um, so I started giving lessons after I graduated because um, I did a fifth year. So I was still in, in Athens. Um, so I three, yeah, it was three years. I was a little like outside of Atlanta between Athens in the middle. Um, so I was doing that for a while. Yeah. And then some of my friends started to, you know, get their feet wet in, you know, the college coaching. And then I started to get the itch. I started just coaching like a 12 and under travel ball team. And I think it was 2015. I think is when things kind of just kind of fell in my lap. There was a small, similar to Campbell, Samford and yeah. Birmingham, Alabama is where I got my start and it just kind of fell in my lap. The head coach reached out because I was thinking about going back to school and being a GA and, you know, getting my master's and going that route and then, you know, working my way back. But... I called Coach Harris. I was like, what should I do? Should I GA? Should I take a job? Yeah. And she was like, go for the job. Yeah. So I went and we had a real, I had a very successful first season at Samford. Um, the team won regular season, the tournament. We made it to their first regional wow. in Tuscaloosa. Oh so my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. We had player of the year, pitcher of the year. It was it was successful and exciting, and I got—I feel like I got a little spoiled my first year, yeah. but <laughs> we had a great group of girls, and then, you know, from there, it's just, you know, you just want to keep doing more, doing better, and... Yeah, you get to, you get to Indiana State, you end up um, at Oklahoma, and you guys go all the way. Uh, not only back to the College World Series, but winning a national championship. What what was that ride like being on that coaching staff? Oh, it was it was a great gamble that I almost didn't take because it was during the whole COVID thing. Yeah. And are we going to have sports? Are we not? Um, so I'm really glad I decided to to take it, to take that chance on myself and to, you know, a season to work under that staff. Yeah. I mean, Coach Gasso. Amazing. Uh, she reminded me of Coach Harris, so it was fun just being able, like, being able to be around her for a season and just see how she works. And also JT, who's up there right now, is like one of the best hitting coaches. Yeah. And Jen Rocha, who was at Florida when I played, um, so it's very familiar with her. And she had a great staff every season we played against her. So really for me, it was being able to spend a season with Coach Rocha to see how she works, yeah. see what she does on the back end. Um, it was just, it was invaluable. And 
I'm, I'm very happy that I did that because now I'm here. Yeah. Because, you know, if I didn't do that, things probably would look very different right now. Yeah, and I think anybody that listened to the first half hour of this knows uh, why you, you chose to come along with, with this coaching staff. But, but what attracted you to, to her and, and this place? I mean, obviously, you know, it, I knew it was a gamble um, with my next move. And so it was very reassuring when she was like, it didn't matter that like, I was pregnant and that, you know, he was coming in the fall. Yeah. And then to know that the administration was also super supportive as well. Like, it was just like a, it, I was like, okay, like, the, things are going to be fine. Yeah. Like, there was a weight off my chest. I was like, okay, now we just need to worry about moving and finding somewhere to live. But to know that there was going to be support, that that was really what sealed the deal for me. Yeah, yeah. And now you're here. Great success to start early on the season. Brag on your pitching staff a little bit because uh, they've been incredible. I think one of them just walked yep, in, just walked in yes. as well. She's going to think I didn't have this on my sheet, but, but boy, <laughs> you, your pitching staff has been great. And, and Bella Smith has been right at the top of it. They've all been great. I think they've all just bought in um, to everything. As soon as I got here, they all want to learn. They want to get better. They're cool with, like, everything that I'm throwing at them, and we dialogue very well. So the fact that just that, that I have a staff that is willing to learn and, most importantly, communicate with me, like, because, of course, if things aren't working or if they're seeing something different, especially come game time now, like, if we can dialogue, then no one should be able to beat us. We should be able to outsmart everyone. And that's just kind of what I've been telling them from the start. Like, we need to communicate. If things don't make sense, then we're going to find a way for it to make sense, or yeah. we'll meet in the middle. So they've been, they've been great. Well, and you've been great as well. Congratulations. Already a Power 5 win um, under your belt with this fantastic uh, pitching staff. And uh, best of luck uh, this weekend. Thank you so much. All right. Coach Aaron just had two hours of sleep last night, you all. So a perfect interview for that. Thank you so much for being here. You brought part of the family as oh, yes. well. And um, we've got... We've saved maybe the best for last. The best for last. Yes, you have. So coming up after the, Hall the of break, Famer. we will talk to the hitting coach for the Campbell Fighting Camels. You're listening to Camel Call Live, live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Welcome back to Camel Call Live from the county seat. We are talking softball. Next week, we'll have our women's lacrosse team in here. Coach Easley and the crew will be here to talk lacrosse. Our lacrosse team won their season opener uh, last week, and they will be at ECU this Wednesday at 3. Every time we have a show, which is every Monday through May, we give away prizes. We've got a great prize pack right now. And everybody that comes and sees us live gets a chance to win that prize pack. So the winner 
of the Campbell Prize Pack is number 625-943-625-943-625-943. And we have a winner back in the back corner. Thank you. You will get your chance to win a prize pack every time you come down and see us at Camel Call Live. Congratulations. One of our Campbell softball assistants, Coach Megan Hill, is one of the most decorated players to ever come out of Southern Miss. Get this, everybody. She holds the record for the most home runs, triples, hits, RBIs, runs, total bases, walks, on-base percentage. She was the Conference USA Newcomer of the Year. She was All-Conference four times and the Southern Miss Student Athlete of the Year as well her senior year. So you not only got it done on the diamond, but off the diamond, you were you were pretty good at the whole student part of the student athlete thing for the my question is and what everybody wants to know, what can't you do? A lot. <laughs> Time management is, is where I uh, struggle in life. For it, sure. The, the, now that has to be a lie because as student athlete of the year you had to be pretty good at time management, right? Eh. <laughs> I, I was winging it a lot. Um, your time at, at Southern Miss, uh, tell me about being at that place where, gosh, <laughs> athletics are um, first and foremost uh, a big part of that university. Tell me what it was like playing softball there. Um, well, I was born and raised in, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. My mother uh, was a standout basketball player at the University of Southern Mississippi, so I didn't know anything di any different. So I grew up thinking that every kid uh, was supposed to go to college and play sports, and, and, and that, that was what I saw every single day. So for me... Um, when I saw that there, were, there was a life outside of athletics, um, I thought it was a little bit weird. Um, <laughs> but I just I knew that was where I was supposed to be. Wow. What, what was it like going to the school that you grew up loving and meant so much to your family? Uh, for me, I grew up the, the kid of two basketball players. So for me, um, I wanted to do anything but that. Uh, really? Okay. I was going to ask, how much basketball did you play growing up? I played a lot of basketball, but uh, I had... Both of my parents were outstanding basketball players. Um, so for me, it was getting the question, are you going to be as good as your mom? Or are you going to be as good as your dad? And I'm like, I got to find something else to do. Wow. Wow. So. so softball was your calling. What did you like about softball? What did I like? I was naturally good at softball. I love basketball, kind of like Coach Prater. Uh, it was the first love. Uh, my mom tells a story that I was in the eighth grade. I looked at her square in the eye and said I was, was going to go play for Pat Summit. And she laughed. And uh, I get it now. Right? <laughs> Self-awareness wasn't quite where it needed to be. But um, for me, uh, I was naturally better at softball. Um, so that was, that was the avenue that I, that I chose. Uh, after you got done with a obviously heralded and, and decorated career at, at Southern Miss, what brought you into the coaching game? Uh, I was originally a strength coach first. Um, I was trying to do anything but be a softball coach. Uh, my college softball coach told me that I was going to be a softball coach. And I looked him in the eye and I said, no, I'm not. And really? so, uh, yep, when I took my first softball job, he said, told you so. And I <laughs> said, you can, you can keep saying that. That's fine. You earned that. Um, but for me, uh, I wanted to uh, develop players. I wanted to have an impact on, on how they prepared for games and how uh, they showed up for games with confidence. Uh, so that's why I went to the strength conditioning side first. And, um, you know, when, when you tell God what you're going to do, he always he laughs at you, right? So I ended up on the softball side, and um, here I am today. 
how does what you learned and what you trained for and being a strength and conditioning coach, how does that help in any way for, 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 for what you do now as a hitting coach for a softball team? Uh, I think for me, it helped me pay attention to the small details. Uh, I think anytime you teach somebody how to, how to move correctly or to coach a, an Olympic lift, and they're dangerous lifts if, if you're not coaching them correctly, but um, just a keen eye for details. Uh, and I think that has helped me pick up on details of defense, of offense, of base running, and, and you know the little things that are going to show up in big moments that if you're not really, really good at those things, they're going get to you, get you a loss. What do you like most about being a softball coach on this side away from the strength and conditioning? Uh, still player development. For me, it's the aha moment, right? When you've been working on a particular skill and then they get it. And I'm like, this is what I live for. Like, I could care less about the games and, and things like that. But watching, watching it come for full circle for our student athletes uh, is where I get my, my greatest pleasure. Um, it, it seemed like you had some choices to make and you chose Campbell and this, and this coaching staff. What made you lean this way and come to Bowie's Creek? I think when the stars align and everything just starts falling into place and it's easy, I think you have to just go with it. And for the first time in my life and first time in my career, it was just easy. And I don't mean easy as in there weren't going to be any challenges or things of that nature. But um, again, the very first phone call that I had with both of them, uh, the conversation flowed. Uh, we were talking about, you know, any and everything in that conversation. And we were like, oh, yeah, we're here for a softball interview, and then we got back to that stuff. So I think that part is um, the most important, just our relationship and, and the ability to be able to communicate with each other. Um, you are here now. You all have had success. I, I mentioned the, the wins that you've racked up, including against uh, Purdue out of, the, out of the Big Ten. Last year, this team hit 228. They still won but they hit uh, 228 this year so far hitting hitting 273 that is a heck of a jump against some very very good competition you all have played at the beginning of the year what things have you done both big and small uh, that, that has that has helped with this turnaround so early I think for our kids just reiterating every single day that we know that you guys are great softball players and now we're gonna practice as if we are good softball players and that we have other things to accomplish. So coming in the fall, and really what it attracted me to the job was that number right there. Really? Like, oh, yeah. I love okay. a challenge. Okay. I, right? I was going to say, a lot of people might have been scared yeah, away no. from that. No. You only have up from there. Uh, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a tough number. Yeah. Right? So um, for me, I was like, yeah, th there's, there's work to be done. And I know that I knew what the talent level was on this team. I, I spent three years at Radford. And. Uh, we faced these guys for three years, so I, I understood what was what was already in the dugout. Uh, I think it was more of like a mind a mindset shift a little bit and just a little bit of a mechanical adjustment. But other than that, um, just educating them on on uh, how to control their bodies and how to control their rhythms and you know giving them a plan and what to look for and and things like that have aided and. In, in the offensive production. I've been so impressed about the production right off the bat from, from a lot of your newcomers and, and freshmen. Uh, tell me a little bit about, and, and maybe some of those that haven't seen you all, seven, you all play yet, so some of your hitters that you have and kind of what they bring to this team. I think a lot of our new kids don't know what they don't know. <laughs> so for, for me, it's uh, trying to harness some of their excitement and their energy that they have that they already naturally bring and trying to redirect it um, to not make the moment so big 
uh, and, and just reassure, reassuring them that they're, they're prepared for the moment that they're in. Um, finally, you uh, have had success early on. I know how much you all like this team and, and, and believe in this team. How far do you think this team can, can go this year? What, is your, what, what have you set for them, the, the standard for this team in your all's first year? Uh, and Michaela McLean's words, uh, we're going all the way, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but seriously, um, I think we're, we're the only ones that are going to stop us. Yeah. Um, from, from the things that we've seen early um, and, and where, where we know we want to go, uh, it's them trusting the plan and executing the plan. And I think, um, again, if you forget that we're as young as we are, um, you can find yourself looking at them and, and saying, okay, okay. But... Again, it's, we got, I, I have to keep things in perspective yes. uh, to not make things so emotional for them uh, and make it all about the process always. So. You literally just got off the road as well, and I know, um, and I know uh, you've only gotten a few hours of sleep as well. You have UNCG coming up um, midweek and then, a, and then a tournament field which features Duke. Can you scout a little bit the next couple of uh, of games for us? What will you guys be facing pitching wise yeah, we're against gonna, you? We're gonna see about 20 pitchers in the next four days. So <laughs> for us, we're we're taking it one game at a time. Uh, they already have their their information that they need coming up for for UNCG, and we'll start uh, physical practice tomorrow on that. And then uh, Wednesday evening, they will get access to all of the information for the weekend. So. It's a busy week. Yeah. We're excited. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy week to get here and talk with us. Thank you. It was so much fun talking to Coach Hill and everybody on the softball staff. Okay, here is your schedule for coming up this weekend as Campbell finally back home. They've had just one home game so far, so they'll be home, and it starts this Friday, 4.30. Duke comes into town we will have uh, audio coverage for you if you can't make it to Bowie's Creek. Also, audio coverage of the game against uh, Wagner coming up on Friday night. Campbell plays Ryder at 11.30 on Saturday, Ohio at 2 o'clock, and then again, a game that will be featured on ESPN+. Plus. Campbell versus Duke Sunday at 1. We'd love to see you out at Amanda Littlejohn Stadium. Thank you so much for the softball takeover. This has been Campbell Call Live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. Have a great week, everybody.